Cinema. Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? And you gave me October Sky. Why did you give me this movie? Because you're a huge Jake Gyllenhaal fan, and I was like, we got to break away from Tarantino somehow. <laughs> so, like... This just, is true, but we've been doing gangster movies, and you're going to take a hard left turn into, like, 90 feel-good movies. Well, i tell you what it was, because I saw it the other day when I was out, and I bought you that copy of it, so mm-hmm. that put it in my head, and I was like, you know what? I haven't seen that movie in forever. Yeah. Like, and it's a nice change of pace, I felt like, because I think it's a great story, man. Is this, like, a childhood <laughs> movie you watched, and you just, like, have always... Yep, Northside Theater, when I was cleaning it, mm-hmm. this movie came out, and I remember watching it, and this was, like, the first time I remember I ever watched a movie that I was, like... Maybe you like it's okay to believe in something, you yeah. know, like it's okay to dream. Like if you're willing to work for it, mm-hmm. you can do things that even if people say like, bro, you got no business with that shit. Yeah. You should always follow your dream no matter what, you but. know? And I, I, th- I think it's fucking fascinating that these kids from Podunk town in West Virginia, like eat motherfucker works for, worked for NASA, probably still does or retired or whatever, but like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Like, and I, I just always thought it was a really good story. So, yeah, I just, I, you know. Oh, okay. So, I learned my lesson on John Q that people have fondness for these movies mm-hmm. and they hold a special place in people's hearts. I did not watch this when I was younger. This is the first time I've seen this. So, uh, I want to put it out there on a technical level. Mm-hmm. This is a good movie. Like, it is a good movie. Right. But everyone has personal taste. Mm-hmm. And... So this movie, you know, we give our rating beforehand is a meh for me. A meh. Meh. Like, yeah, like I said, I mean, it loses a little bit of its glitter because I am older now. And like, you know what I'm saying? And you kind of realize that not everything that happened in the movie is how it happened or to the extent of it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, like I said, it loses a little bit of its gloss for me. But like I still at the at the end of it still think it's a good story. And mm-hmm. I just, like I said, I think it's a real good, like, it just shows that you can't always judge a book by its cover because, you know, these guys, nobody was going rooting for them. Right. And then that whole town got behind him. And all four of those kids made it out of there and did something with their lives. You know, they weren't all as cool as Homer's, but, Mm -hmm. you know, they all did something good. Yeah. Um, The problem I have with this movie is like, it's funny your taste in movies are like 16 year old guys or like 70 year old women me (laughs) yeah like these you love these 90s feel-good movies yeah you've given me a few of them like i don't know if this is the 90s though is it yeah it's 1994 97 something like that really yeah i didn't know that Mm -hmm. so it's that's the problem I have with this movie is it falls into that nineties feel good, like trap because these movies were a dime a dozen back then. Like you had a script layout and you would just interchange the characters and what they had to go through. But it was basically the same story. I think Jake Gyllenhaal had, I think he acts his ass off in this movie, man. So you asked me about him. This is his official first movie. I thought Donnie Darko was his first movie, but this actually he did before Donnie Darko. So I think he knocks it out of the fucking park, man. For a 16 year old. Not only that, bro, but like he ain't from the fucking South. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like he's not from the country like that. So like for him to pull that accent, when he said Roy Lee, like I'm like, holy shit, Jake. Like, damn, bro. You sound like you're actually from the boonies, man. Yeah. 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 I think he does a good job with the accent, but I have to say the mall. I love her. She's so good. She's a great actress, but I feel like her accent was somebody that visited the South and then came back up North and people were like, what did they talk like? I think she sounds like like my granny, man. I miss her. Like I said, this movie, like, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I like shit like that. Like, it makes me, uh, you know, because my wife's from Kentucky and it's not a big town and that's how people are. They're just really friendly and they make you feel like your family from the get go. Like, They haven't been poisoned by that Southern the hospitality. Shit. Yeah, they haven't been poisoned by the shit that, well, I mean, Kentucky's not really in the South, but they're mountain people. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah, like, they, they, you know, and a lot of them live in like old I could imagine towns. being from Kentucky. Like, should I take offense to that, calling me a mountain person? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. It's, they just have a different way of doing things up there. And it's, yeah. really, it's, it's awesome. They're just I a bunch it. of Southern people, you know? I think they are Southerners at heart, but yeah, yeah, yeah. like, they're just not from the South, you know? Uh, they got 
awesome moonshine. It'll get you fuckered up quicker than anything. I would believe it'll run a jet engine. Um, but it's cool because, you know, movies like uh, Lawless, you know, that's from Kentucky. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not the same county my wife's from, but it's like the county over. Yeah. Like, that's the cool shit about Kentucky. And I'm not a huge fan of bluegrass music, but my friend. You're not? Oh, my God. Bluegrass goes so hard. Well, my, my friend, like, he loves that shit. Like, and people that that are into it, like, they know these names. And, like, my wife's family, like, they, her uncle played with these people. Yeah, yeah. And I told my friend, and you thought I was saying shit like Mick Jagger and, you know, Steven Tyler and shit like that. Because he was just like, yo, you think those Ricky Skaggs? Like, what the hell? Like, you know. It's just a lot of cool history involved. And, like, my wife is from the same town where Loretta Lynn, famous country musician. Like, yeah. just a lot of history, man. It's it's cool. Right. And it's all tied together. And I don't know, man. I always have a great time when I go up there. Mm-hmm. Can't speak enough good about Kentucky. But this movie doesn't take place in Kentucky. I was going to say, what the fuck place in West Virginia. I'm not trying to sell you on <laughs> Kentucky tourism. But if you ever are up that way, you should definitely stop through. Um. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I, I like this movie because, uh, like I said, man, it just makes you believe like, you know, in, in a dream, like, and even so, as a 33 year old man, I was rooting for these fucking kids. Like, okay. I would agree with you, but this movie bored me to shit. It like, does. I it, it did feel a little long this I, time around. Well, the thing is, I don't care about like spaceships and rockets and stuff so like me right. personally it just bored me because i'm just not interested in this material i like, thought it was cool as fuck man i tried ordering rockets and shit when i was a kid after i saw this movie because i was like well man. yeah when i was a kid but right. now like as a 34 year old adult, adult that stuff just doesn't really interest me like it used to but i was thinking about that because we were talking about basquiat and um i bought that movie you told me they made of him mm-hmm. anybody else would not give two shits about that movie if you don't care about art. I care about art, so that movie interests me. Mm. So I think that's the problem that this movie suffers for me, is I just don't care about... Well, when I saw it, I thought to myself, like, you know, that for a low-budget movie about a dude that a lot of people probably don't even know, you know, at the time I was thinking this when I mm-hmm. saw it, it was actually a pretty good movie made. Like, I don't know, like, it's been 20 years since I've seen it, but, like... I yeah. enjoyed it. It it has its moments, but it's pretty dog shit movie. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Well, <laughs> but yeah, like I don't know, maybe that's what it is for me on this, but I, I love this movie. I still gave it a nine. Yeah. So um, this movie is about a group of kids called the Rocket Boys that that's get a dope in, name too. Get, yeah, right. That get interested in making rockets, mm-hmm. you know. Well, it's really the one Homer, he's into it. Yeah, he's the crux of the group. You know, there's actually supposed to be six of them, but they took two of the boys and kind of made them into one character. So. Well, you, you got all the bases covered. You know what I mean? <laughs> the only thing, honestly, like because it was the 90s, they would have had another uh, cultural, you know, somebody different in there. Right. But I feel like they got that from the side characters, like, you know, the guys that helped them weld it and get them stuff. Like, you know, they, they added a European dude in there and a black guy in there. They they suffered from a lot of, like, 90s tropes, and that was the funniest yeah. one. I busted out laughing because in 90s movies, you always had the old wise black man, and they had him in here. I was like, ah, look, it's the old wise black man. Dude, it's super sad, though, <laughs> that the European dude dies down in the mine. Yeah, it is, because they you know, build his character up. And I think that's what I do like respect about this movie so much is because like, that's what life was like for coal miners. And my wife's dad, like he, he mined coal, mm-hmm. you know? So like, it's actually like a real like, thing. And well, when you talk dad- to people from, from places like that, like you, you get like a respect for it. Like, damn man. Yeah. The dad in this movie, like the real guy actually died from black lung because yeah, of it. I know. And I, I just like, it's super sad too. Cause like he seemed like such a, like a tough, like strong fucking guy, you know, mm-hmm. but like that's what being breathing that shit in for 30 years got him, you know? Yep. And I like that the mom finally got to go to Myrtle beach. Yeah. yeah she got to move there. Mm-hmm. You know, that was cool. I like that they put that in the movie. Like, I just love little stuff like that because she did separate from him and move to Myrtle Beach. So, but then they put it in the movie. Like, if you if you leave me, where are you gonna go? Myrtle Beach. <laughs> it was pretty pretty cute. Um. So yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal's character gets it into his head that he want to makes he wants to start making these rockets just because that's what kids he wants do. To, he wants to work well, for NASA. He he saw the spaceship. He saw crumble. Sputnik. Yes. And dude, that's another cool thing. Like, it, I think it gives you a good look into what 1957 was like. Oh yeah, the oh. fear of communism. You mm-hmm. know, the battle with Russia to get to the moon. Like, 
like that's like time capsule perfectly in this movie and like that's what inspired the generation of people to get us there yeah is that kid standing there seeing that satellite go across the sky and i think it's a fucking beautiful shot man right you know this movie i like the whole time i'm watching i'm like this feels like a ron howard movie and <laughs> it does, it, doesn't it's it? joe johnston which i've never fucking heard of but mm-hmm. like you know i think it's a great movie you did a great job sir yeah yeah it's a fine film like it's done really well it's shot really well the story is predictable and generic but it's fine if there's ever a, a if they if they ever like had a group of kids like if that were interested in being an astronaut oh 100 i would give this, this is them. the first fucking movie i would let them watch because yeah. like i feel like when i saw this movie at 10 or 11 whatever it was like it i made said you excited about rockets it, not necessarily rockets but just anything like it yeah, just yeah, made yeah. you like want to believe that you could do something and it wanted mm-hmm. to be like the biggest thing because they tell you you can't have it, and yeah. that's like you know what I'm saying. It's funny because I'm taking a break from the uh, the director, lesser known movies from popular directors, to give you my next movie, which plays on this same thing. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of idea, like don't let anybody hold you back. You know, right. do what you love. So I that's have cool. that here, so I'm going to give that to you. All right, that's going to be our next pick, but I'll wait till the end of the episode to tell you what it is the reveal the reveal yeah because this was a mystery episode greg didn't know what he was getting until no, I didn't. the next day yeah and you I almost didn't even tell me that <laughs> you're like oh yeah i forgot well i was just like i said like it, it just kept popping into my head and i was like you know what fuck it i'm just gonna do it yeah you know i was thinking about doing fanboys because i wanted to throw a comedy that we haven't done mm-hmm. but i don't know there's always it's always there yeah it's always there i got a few movies like that it's like it's there i'll do it when i feel like it right but yeah, I just, I, I don't know, man. I knew you were a Jake Gyllenhaal fan, and I like I, I just think that he does a great job. I mean... He's great in this movie. He's 16 years old. I'm not going to say he carries it, because there are other good performances. Like, Chris Cooper does a fucking great job playing his dad. Uh, I enjoy the mom. Maybe, you know, not everybody did, but... Uh, I mean, she was fine. It was her accent that bothered me. Right. Like, her accent just felt fake. It was distractingly bad. <laughs> and uh, I thought the other kids in the gang... Did a great job. Oh, fucking uh, Chris Owen. I didn't know this guy's name, yeah. but I've seen him in a million movies, which he's the little redheaded. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's the Shermanator, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what's funny is he pops up and I was like, oh, yeah, he's in that movie that I love. It ties that the movie that I'm giving you next together. America Pie? No, it's not American Pie. <laughs> I love him with that. I will be fucking surprised if you've heard of this movie. Really? I'll bl- It'll blow my mind if you've heard of this movie. All right. So, uh, so yeah, when I seen Chris Owen, I was like, oh yeah, that reminds me of that movie that I love. And I'm like, actually it's kind of the same movie with different characters. And dude fucking. And he plays the same kind of character. Yeah. Which is funny. And dude, I mean, you want to talk about typecasting people? Yeah, dude, that, that's all that kid played was nerds. Mm-hmm. He's probably like when his acting career got over, he's like, thank God, man. <laughs> I couldn't do this shit anymore. I'm yeah. fucking dumb. I hate I hate math. My, they always make me do math in these movies. Right. He's actually dumb as fuck. <laughs> he just like chases pussy. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like that's what I picture. He's Michael just... Sarah on cocaine, and that's what he actually is. <laughs> Somebody calls him the Shermanator, just knocks him the fuck out. Yeah, right. Think yeah. shit's sweet. I ain't a fucking nerd in real life. He's actually shredded like yeah, carrot like, top. Takes that fucking button down off, and he's just yacked. <laughs> He's got a good beard, dude. I mean, shit, he's he's killing it now. In oh, 2020 or whenever they right. took that photo. My favorite though is Major Pain. Oh he God, in, he's in that too, bro. Yeah. Like he's in all of your favorite childhood movies, mm-hmm. man. Because um, he was typecast as the weird, nerdy guy. You yeah, got, we gotta mean, got that guy. We gotta have him. He was the new Corey Fields. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, um, <laughs> oh, sorry, Corey Feldman. Uh, That's what I was thinking. Of. Fun fact about this film though is, uh, Harm uh, Homer was actually the nerdy one of the group. And uh, Quentin was the like good looking one, handsome, quote unquote. But they just like switched their appearances around for the movie, I guess. So I don't know. Well, the main character's got to be the attractive one. All right. Yeah. Fun fact about this. I was listening to Jake Gyllenhaal actually talk about this movie. And he said he actually learned acting techniques from Chris Cooper. Because remember in the one scene, whenever they were uh, having the argument. Mm. He's like, well, if you just want to leave, then leave. He's like, I'll, I'll fucking never come back. He said, I'll be gone forever. Like, it's, it's showing some real acting. Well, so he was, uh, he was trying to do his lines. He was putting on a performance, and Chris Cooper apparently walked up to him. He's like, you're not listening to what I'm saying. He's like, listen to what I'm saying and react to it. He's like, that one line changed my acting career forever. He's like, I finally was listening 
to what he was saying and responding to it instead of trying to act. Just to try to remember a line. Yeah, 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 exactly. So he's so that was a nice little because Chris Cooper is like really great actor. Yeah, I've seen him in a lot of stuff. Oh, he's in everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I oh. just thought that was a cool little fun fact about the movie and well, Jake Gyllenhaal's acting career. His dad is like, um, I guess you call him the foreman, you know, of the mine or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the one in charge down below. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you're born in this town, it's it's a uh, Colwood, West Virginia. You know, and if it's a real place, and I'm sure they changed something. Or it's whatever. in the 1950s, but. Uh, well, no, well, it said that the mining town, sh- the mine shut down and the town closed. Like, yeah. you know, it's now it's just probably like, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But uh, it, it's just a real, it just shows you a time in America that I feel like doesn't really get talked about anymore. And I don't know, man, it resonates with me. Um, hardworking people like that, like it's, it's, I don't know, man. So I think this was part of what made this country great, you know. Yeah, but I do hate that, like, you have to follow in your parents' footsteps kind of thing. Well, no, but that's what I was getting to, is, like, everybody that's born in this town, like, you just know you're going to the mine. Yeah, right. You know, your dad was a miner, your grandpa was a miner. You're a miner kind of thing. You're going to be a miner. And I hate that mindset, because this this is a good movie to show, like, not everybody is meant to do that. And I don't like it when... Uh, parents get upset that their kids aren't following in their footsteps. If they're passionate about something, push them into it. Like, I don't know. No, I get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's great because um, Homer, that's where he's at. Like, I'm not going to fucking get stuck here. Like, I'm not going to do this. Well, the part in the movie where he does actually, because they get arrested for accidentally starting a brush fire. That wasn't them. Well, I know that, oh, but sorry. they don't know that. Right, I was right. getting to it. <laughs> but um, yeah, by one of their rockets. So they got handcuffed and um, got pulled out of school, which kind of is badass. Like everybody thought about that. Like, I know, right? Your kid like get arrested uh, at school. Those nerds are cool. I look cool as shit, man. Yeah, I wish I was in handcuffs. Rough me up a little bit on the way out, fellas. <laughs> in front of the women. <laughs> and um, so he's like, maybe this isn't for me. And then he goes into the coal mines well, to work. But apparently that wasn't real. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, like his dad gets hurt mm-hmm. uh, saving somebody or trying to save, you know, a bunch of guys. Right. And uh, he, his eyes fucked up and they didn't know if he was going to get to keep his eye. Well, his brother is older, but he is uh, like a football star. Apparently that's not real either. Yeah. Well, I kind of had a feeling yeah. like, you know, but for all purposes of the movie. See, but that's what I was going to say is that's the one thing I hate about these uh, biopics well, is they change based on a true story. That's how they always get away with it. It's yeah, not but this they change... is a true story. It's just based on one. Right, but they change so much of what really happened that a motherfucker grew up in a shit poor town and aspired and became a rocket scientist. That's yeah. what the gist of it is. Yeah, it's yeah. but I don't I don't know. I, I thought it was done in a nice, like, it, it just, like, I don't know, man. It's a good story with good heart, I feel like. Because, like I said, his dad gets hurt. And even though it's fucking killing his soul, you know, he's got to take care of his family. And that is one of the best shots of this fucking movie is when he's standing in that fucking mine elevator. And he's looking up and he sees Sputnik go across. And then it just fucking starts going down. And mm-hmm. the, turn your light on, boy. It turns it on, and then you just see the stars fade away. Like it's just like so. I don't know, man. It's a great scene, man. Because like, in he has a great look of just like it's like he's dying, like as he's going down. Yeah. And but of course, because his dad was you know such a badass, like he feels like he has to live up to that. So I mean, he's good at shoveling coal and all that shit. Not that it takes such. Well, I mean, he has good genetics to do it. So. And you know, of course, his dad gets better and comes back, and he's like. How's the boy doing? Chip off the old block. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he was talking about not going back to school and his mom's like, he has to go back to school. And he's like, well, he's a man now. I don't think I could tell Homer anything. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how that shit changed quick. Yeah. Until, until he's not doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Now you want to tell him what to do. And see, that was the, that was the thing that I think really broke his character down because like he almost didn't go back to the Rockets because of the fact that he liked that his dad finally was loving, like, you know, paying attention to him. And, right. Cause it was all about the, you know, he's like, you know, you ain't came to watch me shoot off one rocket, but you, like, but you go to, so go to so. every football game. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Homer, he's like, it, he's pretty much telling him, like, I don't respect what you're doing. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't believe in it. This one thing I did have a problem with the father uh, is 
it felt sometimes he was being supportive, but other times he really wasn't. So it was kind of like inconsistent. Cause I like think the, he put him through hell to try to get him to do everything. And then finally that's what clicked was like, he, no, because there were times when he first started doing the bottle rocket thing, he needed a uh, cement for something. Yeah. And he's like, ah, I got some cement outside. So it's like, I'm being slightly supportive. He's like, and got- then, and then like the next scene, he's like, I don't like what you're doing. It's like, well, then why the fuck did you give me the fucking concrete? He only gave him the concrete. Cause he's like, you're walking eight miles to get there and he's like he's like and you're Good gonna luck. take that concrete out there he's like yeah and it got left out in the rain so it's probably fucked you know i don't think he did him that big a favor yeah but, but he's i don't know i felt like but yeah was- i get what you're saying it kind of like all right well like, it's not that big a deal mm-hmm. because i think he thought it was just like a phase or whatever yeah he like, thought it was a little hobby he'll let go yeah. and when he seen that he was getting serious at it but when he started it's like, oh, finally I got through this kid. He's going to be in this mine with me. Yeah. Like, that's what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when he said, I'm never going back down there again. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a great, you know, because his dad wants to fucking go off on him. But he he did that for the family. Right. You know what I mean? And I, Well, the dad's going through his own problems, too. I want, The only reason I'm bringing this up because of so what happens in the movie is uh, the mine is losing, you know, it. It only has so much coal. Right, it's getting run out. So run dry uh, or whatever they call so it. So the union is mad because, you know, they're not getting as much work as they once were. So, you know, they start the union or whatever. But whenever the kids get arrested, he notices one of the dads or not dad, he's like a stepdad, I guess, beating up one of the kids. So he walks over and says, If you ever put your hands on that kid again, you know No, it's good. He's like if he gets if he has a scratch or if he gets a if he gets a bruise, you get a you get a limp. Yeah. And so like that. Or, uh, you get a scratch. And if he has a scratch, you, I don't know. He keeps like escalating it. Yeah. Basically, don't put your hands on this fucking kid anymore because right. I knew his dad. Because if his father was alive, he'd beat your ass. He goes, mm-hmm. so I guess I'm going to have to do it. Right. But whenever like the mine is slowly about to shut down, <laughs> the same guy tries to shoot the fucking guy, tries to shoot the dad. Because well, that, that was these people's livelihood, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I think it, like I said, it does a really good job of painting a picture of what that place was like at that time right in america mm-hmm. um and the fact that like these kids were wanting to learn science like wanting to do things in school and they looked at them like what are you doing you're gonna be a coal miner <laughs> this is like uh like the principal was like the biggest like that i think out of all the things in the movie that's what pisses me off is like the principal was the biggest dick he was for the fucking hour when they when they first had the rocket in the school what is this, is this a weapon like you really never seen a fucking rocket before my guy. Yeah, he acted like a complete fucking moron. But um, at least they had the teacher there to help them out. You know? Yeah, so and she did a great job. She was um, Laura Dern. Laura Dern. I was about to say I'm going to see Jurassic World three with Brody tomorrow. Good luck. We need good luck. <laughs> Is it really still like packed like that? No, I'm just saying. Like, oh. Oh, you you're not gonna watch it? No, no. I mean, all the wonder is dead in you, bro. That's why you don't enjoy (laughs) movies like this because you're just dead inside, bro. Is that what it is, dude? Like, you can show me a dinosaur on a fucking screen a hundred times. I'm gonna go see it. Yeah, I would want. They still have not made the Jurassic Park that I want. Yeah, but I feel like this is probably gonna be the closest that I ever get. Yeah, I guess you're not wrong, but I just I don't know. I still want my rated R. I want to watch dinosaurs rip people in half and shit. And then I want to see. I'm sure there's some B movie dinosaur movies out there that do that. Yeah, but they look like shit. Do they? I need a Spielberg dinosaur. I need to feel like I could touch it or ride it. I want a big budget fucking. I want that shit to drip, son. You know what I mean? (laughs) Only that universal money can get. You know? It would be cool if we had more like gory movie. Kind of like the. uh, Evil Dead that we watched last Halloween, mm. like that level of gore. Yeah, with that budget. Well, your we boy's, need more of that. Your boy Psycho Gore Man was pretty gory. Yeah, but it was more like cartoon, like you know, shit. Yeah, it was more like comical. Well, like I thought it was rated R Power Rangers. Yeah. This is what I, like, Giver. This is literally like New Age Giver. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I saw somebody match that up on TikTok the other day. It was Giver versus somebody, man. It was like another dude from the eighties. Mm-hmm. It might have been. Um, I don't know, it was like Robotech or some shit, but like it, it, they were doing it like a Mortal Kombat. I was like, that's so crazy that that, that even has enough of a following. <laughs> like, there is a cult following for Guyver. I just couldn't we believe We love Guyver. Uh, if yeah. you love Guyver, leave a comment in the, <laughs> leave in the a YouTube. Comment in the YouTube. How much you love Guyver? <laughs> 
Yeah, and then that's another thing I, I forgot. It, this does move kind of drag on a little bit because I feel like it takes the story all the way to the end and then it still tells us like what everybody did with their lives. Mm-hmm. So like it is cool because I like it when they do that. Like, I mean, know. if it is based on a true story, I do right. want to see what happened to them. So, yeah. And I, I do like that they all graduated from college. I did halfway through. I had to look it up to see if it was really like based on a true story or, or if this was like just something somebody made up. So. <laughs> Yeah, one of them becomes an oil tycoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one becomes a car salesman and, and an insurance company. Or yeah, because Homer does go to NASA and he's, actually yeah, he becomes astronauts. A, yeah, yeah, which kind of sucks because he said, "I want to go to space," which makes me believe that he didn't get to go to space. But. I'm sure he did at least once. But for what though? I don't know. But they're like, taking just go to the space station or they're, something. They're taking fucking people with enough money into space. Yeah, but that was then. Like, or this is now. Like, this isn't back then. Like, is NASA even a fucking thing anymore? Like, or is it just SpaceX and whatever fucking the Amazon dude's got going on? I have no idea. Yeah. And we live in this fucking state where they have Cape Canaveral down the street. Like, Yes, NASA is still a thing. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Who's just, funding that shit? Well, that's the thing is it's government funded. Oh, uh, okay. So Jeff they, Bezos and uh, Elon Musk fund their own space thing. Uh, so that's why we're not doing shit out of NASA yeah. anymore. Gotcha. <laughs> He's got to send Teslas up because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man, Elon Musk is building a fucking base on the moon right now. Yeah, he's he going to be selling real estate on the fucking moon Yeah, in cryptocurrency. I'm telling you, this guy has got a fucking plan or something. He's 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 definitely a good businessman. I'll give him that. I don't know, man. It's got evil genius written all over. him. It definitely. Yeah. He looks all good and fun until the evil happens. So. And then like he'll let a couple lines slip. They're just like, what, what was it? Yeah. I'm going to take over the world. What? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just hope if he takes over the world, he's not evil about it like Hitler. Yeah. And yeah. It, like just make a euphoria instead of a fucking. Hell. I feel like he would kill stupid people or like people he thought was stupid. Like, I feel like they'd be the first to go. I feel like he Your would have fun with or- them. I think he would trap them in like a weird theme park. Oh, God. Like a psycho a fucking maze or something. Yeah. He would just have fun with it. See which one of these rats get to the cheese. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's some shit he would do. He's a weird, funny motherfucker. He's like a real life Riddler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. So, like I said, not, not not the most like crazy thing, but like I, I think that uh, the movie's got heart and it's a good story with a good message. Um, this it can get a little cheese at times. I feel like, yeah. But there is I still enjoyed it. There is one fun fact that I thought was pretty crazy that I need to bring it up because uh, it was pretty like wild. I want to know what other movie Joe Johnson's done. Look it up. I feel like. This guy. Okay. This fun fact is so funny and wild to me. In the movie, Howard, I mean, I keep wanting to say Howard. Homer. Homer Hickam is enamored with Wern von Braun, a former Nazi scientist. I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it, dude. I thought that name sounded familiar. I was like, is that the guy that's a Nazi? Like, yes. In real life, Werner von Braun is Jake Gyllenhaal. Who plays Homer in the movie are actually distant cousins. Jake Gyllenhaal is related to Warren the Von Nazi. Ron. Wow. And he plays the guy that is infatuated with the guy he's related to. That that shit was crazy to me. Hmm. I don't know if that's a fun fact, just a fucked up fact. Why is it a fucked up fact? That Jake Gyllenhaal and Maggie Gyllenhaal are related to Nazis? That sucks. Like, Everyone's related to Nazis. We're all related to Genghis Khan. I'm not Khan. German, motherfucker. Like, I'm not related to Hitler. Yeah, but you are related to Genghis Khan and somehow, in some way, shape, or form. And he killed way more people than Hitler did, so. Yeah, the Jim, Homer's brother, did not receive a football scholarship from West Virginia. He took a hokey and attended a VPI, Virginia Tech. Yeah, I always wondered, you know, because he won them scholarships. I always wondered, like, because did they all get to go to the same school together? Or did they all get, like, their own deal? Like, well, you didn't really do that much, so you're only going to need to go to a fucking community college. Oh, I'm glad I read this. Oh, right. I know. Uh, I'm glad I read this fun fact. It said the engineer driving the steam locomotive in the rail harvesting scene was played by renowned railroad photographer. Um, O. Winston Link. But that's the one part of the movie that my heart was racing 
is oh, the track that wasn't real. That didn't actually happen, mm. but that was a crazy scene. Cause my heart, I gave me anxiety when they took that track. And then you heard in the distance, the fucking <laughs> the train, horn. Stop the train. <laughs> he's like, I thought you said this railroad wasn't being used anymore. It was, it was abandoned. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. You could like make money like that back then. Yeah. And you could tell that other people had already thought of it. They had taken part of the track and shit mm-hmm. like right there at the uh, right where it went off. You yeah. Know? But I'm sure they did that, too, just to show you like, hey, you know, make sure you hit the switch or whatever the fuck because <laughs> you, you, you're going off. Right. Um, I like trains, man. They're cool. Uh, you'd be surprised how much we still use them, you know, get shit across countries. I live in a place where I'm surrounded by trains, so I'm not surprised at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a, I don't know, it's a random fact about myself, but uh, when I was a kid, we lived where m- my house was, was literally surrounded by train tracks, often to, like at least a mile, but it was su- completely surrounded. So I heard trains all the time. Across the uh, cow pasture, there was a railroad track and the the distance made the horn sound really creepy. It was just the way the sound traveled over that field just made it sound really eerie and creepy. And one time I was sleeping and I heard this like haunting song and it made it a nightmare. And I woke up and it was just the train hang, uh, blowing its horn. I don't know. It's a weird little thing that I still remember. I was like, all <laughs> And that's how I wrote Crazy Train for, for yeah, Ozzy right. Osbourne. Like, that's a fucking, that would have been a cool story, dude. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, uh, shit, dude, I just had it in my head, too, before you were you went into the train thing. Oh, I'm, a fun fact about Par, I've uh, never been on a train. You've never been on a train? Never. Dude, I used to take trips to Miami, and the cheapest way was on a train. And it's so peaceful because mm. the they go behind like in backwoods and just open forests and shit like that. It's the most peaceful thing. Yeah. So I've always wanted to try it. Just never have. Yeah. Never been on a subway or anything like that. Yeah. Like, when we were in Chicago, we take the subway. It's fucking terrifying. Well, my wife's been to New York like four times and she said that's the only way people get around is the subway. Oh, yeah. She's like, don't touch anything. It's fucking disgusting. It is very gross. She's like, you know. And then you get those weird people that don't want to wear clothes or homeless. or There's a bunch of shit. I just, like, imagine New York just being the nastiest fucking place. Like, just covered in shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like on the buildings, you can just see filth from, like, you know, where people are up. Yep. It, there are nasty parts of I'm it. I'm sure but... every major city is like that, you know, just yeah. because it's been around forever. Um. Yeah, I definitely like the fact that we don't live in a place like that. Like, I like I like where we live because it's a like it has some city, but it has country. It's the nice medium between the two. Great thing about Florida, you can drive a couple hours in any direction and hit something entertaining. Well, that's why Lakeland is blowing up right now because it's the center of between Florida. Tampa and Orlando, and it's cheaper to live. So in either direction, an hour, you can find something fun. My buddy always made a joke that one day Lake Home is going to be a, a suburb of Orlampa, <laughs> you know, because they'll both just get so big that they'll just take over other cities. I mean, yeah. You know, he's like, yeah, it'll just be a suburb. I'm like, hey, where are you from? No, I'm south of Orlampa. I'm going to start telling people, where are you from in Florida? Orlampa. Because <laughs> it's true. We're like right there. Yeah. Um, You know, obviously you know, we got passes to the theme park so we go to tampa and orlando but mm-hmm. um we got beaches for days i definitely would rather drive to tampa than fucking orlando wow. i hit traffic going to orlando every fucking time yeah. no matter what time of day what the fuck you're doing you're gonna hit some fucking traffic yeah when i was coming back from daytona it's, it's i hit traffic dick, it was bumper to bumper for miles and it's because of disney and sea world and shit like that because mm-hmm. like they're just fucking all trying we to need pay. a second highway really i4.2 well, I mean, they have one you just have to fucking pay for it which i refuse to do <laughs> get a sun pass it should be fucking free bro like they paid for the motherfuckers by now like it should be free for everybody <laughs> fucking stealing is what they're doing oh um, you gonna tell me disney ain't making enough fucking money like let the shit be free yeah right um, not the theme park but like you know whatever all the all the shit that leads you to there, like you should be able to get like a, a special little thing, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm just not fucking with corporations right now. 
Oh yeah. You taking a hiatus to corporate corporate media or corporate everything? I mean, not corporate everything. I still need shit. I mean, I work for a corporation, so I mean, that would be <laughs> kind of redundant. But I don't know. Like, I haven't been ordering shit from like Amazon and shit like that lately. <laughs> I just been. Um, when I saw that asshole sitting up there in his fucking astronaut outfit, I was like, this is because of you guys. Buy it from Amazon. I'm like, motherfucker. Like, you're going to the fucking moon. And I got to pay bills and shit. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, I guess it's petty, but, you know. Uh, it happens. Yeah. We all have our moments where we just uh, take a hiatus from things. And I picked a movie about space, too. That's funny. Yeah. But, yeah, so... I mean, like I said, I I thought I'd have more to say about it, but like it's a it's a good character. It's a feel good movie. It's a '90s feel good movie, and I'm sure a lot of you have fond memories of this movie, and it holds a special plate in your heart. And I'm sorry I didn't like it more, but you know, it's not. Well, you my didn't cup hate of it, tea. which I, mean, I don't hate. I didn't it. think you were gonna be like, man, this is the greatest fucking movie I've ever seen. But yeah. I just figured like you like Gyllenhaal, and I think he does do a great no, he job does do a good it. job, and I'm glad I finally watched it because it is his first leading role, so it's nice to see where he's got his start. I thought it was Donnie Darko, but this actually came out before that because this became because. That's the two biggest things I remembered about. Oh, and three, it was Laura Dern because like everybody had that one teacher that was her. Yeah. You know, they, they, she just cared. And I thought it was so fucking sad that that woman died at 31. Yeah, but she got to see them succeed before yeah. she passed away. And so I that think was that's nice. cool. And uh, it, like, just, it just adds to the good of the story. But um, and Chris Cooper's performance is great. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually helped Jake Gyllenhaal with his acting career. So that was a nice little fun fact. Yeah, I mean, and now Jake Gyllenhaal's a goat. You know, he's one of them. He um, is hands down my favorite actor right now. So. I'm trying to think who my favorite is right now. Mm-hmm. It was Tom Hardy, but now Tom Hardy's doing some weird shit with he Venom. He hadn't done much. He yeah. hadn't done much. Except Venom. Right. And I, it's not like he fell off for me. I think he's still got acting chops for days. It's oh, just yeah. he's not picking the right roles. I don't know. I just don't feel like anybody's put out like three or four bangers in a row now like it's just like everybody drops one and then it's like here and there like you know they don't do stuff like you know all the time like they used to oh you mean as frequently right like like yeah. DiCaprio like the last thing he did was that end of the world movie mm-hmm. and I mean I haven't seen it but I heard it was okay like I didn't hear it was fantastic well I just heard it was very heavy handed so right so I don't know but like before that he had done a bunch of fucking great movies in a row. Mm-hmm. So like he was my favorite for a while. Well, I think now, well, same thing with Tom Hardy. Like every year he was dropping a fucking badass fucking movie. He did dark Knight rises lawless fucking, you know, just like from 2010 on, like, yeah. he was just dropping fucking heat. Mm-hmm. Dead Mad max. He did fucking venom. He did, you know, like whatever. Yeah. I wish movies. Legend got a little more love. I know it's not a great oh, dude, movie. I fucking love Legend, man. Yeah, I, I just wish it had more action, like, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, more gangster shit. Like, I think they focus too much on the on the fucking... Their psychosis, really. Like, yeah. you know, it didn't really... I don't know. That's another one based on a true story. Uh, the drop is pretty good. Yeah. I, it's not but a I feel like I feel like we're, like, a, a minority on that, though, man. Because a lot of people out here, like, they either love the drop or they hate it. Like, I thought it was a fun little little movie. It's just not. It's not supposed to be like a blockbuster. It's just a. It's got one of. The, it's one of one of the, like one of the best like twists at the end. Because mm-hmm, when I go back and watch it, like I still you pick up on little things, but like it's still not like a given. Mm-hmm. Like you knew he was just this fucking badass underneath this fucking right. killer underneath. Yeah, bro. no spoilers because it's a great movie, and I don't think enough people have watched it. Did we do an episode on that? No. Oh man, we haven't done. I'm the surprised drop. we haven't. We'll, we'll, we're gonna have to get around to that. <laughs> like, and I haven't watched it in a while. That'd be. A good I've one. only seen it the one time. I remember when I saw the preview for it, and I knew it was James Gandolfini's last movie. And I told my wife, I was like, "We're going to see that fucking movie." Yeah. In theaters, and we were the only people in that bitch mm-hmm. when it came out. And I think we went opening weekend. That's pretty sad. Yeah. But. I loved it and it came out on DVD and like that was back when I wasn't buying any DVDs from Walmart and shit. Like I was getting everything through flea markets and yard sales and I went and paid $15 for that bitch because <laughs> I wanted it. Hey, sometimes it. you got to do that. Well, I mean, there was Blu-rays, but I was like, I hate a Blu-ray movie, but I get it. On I got a, it on DVD also. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I still think it's one of his better, better movies. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah. Tired so. of you, man. <laughs> I love that shit. Well, I know what my next what your next pick for me is going to be. Probably. Um, but yeah, like I don't know, it's a fine movie. October Sky. It was nice to watch it. I was going to watch Wrath of Man and we could have done like a little mini review on it cuz I had a feeling that we wouldn't have like a long episode about this movie cuz mm-hmm. we just wouldn't have a lot to bring up about it. Right. But I didn't get time to watch it. Well, we never talked about the uh, Nicolas Cage movie. Oh, we didn't, did we, man? That was was so fucking funny. It was like... Do you want to do a little mini review? Yeah, we can do a little little mini review. A little mini review on unbearable weight of a massive talent. Right. So you wanted to go take me to see this because I'm in this like Nick Cage... Yeah, you definitely have the Nick Cage fucking... Fandom. so. So we went and watched it and saw it in theaters, so... I, you know, you, you really didn't give me a lot when we walked out of it. Like, I, I'm the kind of person I can't talk about movies right after I seen them. I need right. to digest them a little bit and absorb it. Yeah. And kind of like work through how I felt about the movie. And honestly, I come down to it. Like, is it a great movie? No. Is it a fun movie? Hell yes. Like, I love that Nicolas Cage can just like make fun of himself. Like he knows where he sits in the universe and just acknowledges it. And I love that. I did too, and I would be honest, man. I think it's the best movie he's done in five years. I swear to God, like, <laughs> I don't think it's the best movie, but I, 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 for me personally, though, because but you know that all my Nick Cage love comes before two thousand seven, right? Like I would say, the last movie I enjoyed that he did. I mean, Willy's Wonderland wasn't bad; it wasn't terrible. Mandy was not a bad movie, but like, it's not something that I would go back and watch over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's just a kind of a weird story, you know what I mean? I think you could start Mandy when he's doing when he starts yeah. drinking yeah. for you. It's like you kind of know what happens before that. And then when so, he goes and kills Slipknot, like it's entertaining as shit. Right. But like that's where the movie starts for you. And then, like I said, Willie's Wonderland is just like one of those movies that you're just like, if I wasn't stoned right now, would this still be as great as it is? <laughs> and, it's just supposed to be fun. Yeah, and just like he didn't talk. Oh fucking! That's movie. like the the shtick. Did they fucking not pay him? Ha- Did they pay him half because he didn't have to? He didn't have to say anything. Um. But yeah, I, I think no, like, he was genuinely last... interested in it because the script came across his desk because that's who the guy wanted, and Nick Cage read it and he's like, oh, "I want to do this." I think the I think the last movie I like genuinely loved other than this one was uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice. Or National Treasure 2, whatever one came out after that one. Because mm-hmm. that's like the last time that I was like, damn, they put him in a good movie. Like, put him in a big name movie. Right. After that, it was just like, and then he was after do- fucking B movie. Well, yeah, after that, he was doing these straight to DVD or straight to, uh, yeah, straight to DVD movies. And I don't think any of them were great. I wasn't really interested in him anymore. But then he did Color Out of Space. And I was like, it's an H.P. Lovecraft story and Nick Cage is in it. I, I, I want to watch it to see what it's about. And that's when I was like, oh, what is Nick Cage on to? And then he came out with uh, Mandy and I was like, oh, I like this train that he's on. There's a couple of his of his other ones that I've been interested in. Like there was one where he plays like a mob boss. Like I was mm-hmm. kind of wanting to watch that one. Um, oh, shit. What was the what I was just thinking of? Um Not the one we did, but... uh, The one where he has the necklace that he has to, like, fight to get it off. I forgot the name of that movie. I don't remember. But anyways, the uh, <laughs> no, the one with that color out of space, like it, it, like you said, H.P. Lovecraft. Like I don't understand what the fucking love of it is, but there are a bunch. I know for a fact there's a bunch of people that love. It's this just shit. fun. It's just supposed to be fun. Like it's and, not supposed to be like deep or like super insightful. It's just a. It's it's kind of like dumb action movies, mm-hmm. except it's just sci-fi and craziness. Right. But I know there is a following for that movie, mm-hmm. and. uh you know, like I, I've always respected him. Like I just feel bad because I'm like, God, how much money is this guy in debt? Like, you know, he has to keep doing these shit movies. You know, <laughs> he loves doing them. Yeah. So obviously, he's happy doing what he's doing. Right. But I just thought, like you said, it was a great way that he like made fun of himself, mm-hmm. and like you, you can tell he was in on the joke. Like, you know what I mean? Right. And I thought it was. And it's great. a re- it's a well thought out script, you know, and it's pretty meta. Like it's talk. It's, it's oh, it's definitely fourth wall, and like you know, it's it's very aware of itself. Yeah, it, it's a good time, and I want to buy it when it comes out because I'll probably watch it again. I feel like it's got to be out by now. Oh, I'm sure. 
Um, if I see it, I'll pick it up. You know? <laughs> but, um, I I just want to get all of his golden age. Like I got most of it. Like you know what I love. I, I still have a couple that Face I need to off, get. Con Air. Yeah. The The Rock. I got The Rock. You know I got The Rock. <laughs> um, Con Air. You know I got. Um, both National Treasures. Um, bad Lieutenant. That one is an interesting one because that's not a bad movie. I've had it and I was going to do it on the podcast. I haven't watched it yet, so. Um, because I heard he's pretty crazy in that. The one. one where he plays a paramedic—that's a fucked up movie. But for some reason, oh, it's Martin I, Scorsese. I bought that one so we could do it. Also, yeah, it's a fucked up movie. I only saw it once a mm-hmm. while ago, but like I remember being oddly fascinated with it. Like, Martin Scorsese might be one of those directors that I have to do more than one lesser known movies because I didn't even know about that movie. He's got so many. It's like you said, he does the one where he just directs it. And Mm -hmm. then he's got the one where he writes and directs. Right. And I didn't know Guy Ritchie had that many too, but obviously King Arthur's, you know, the Sherlock Holmes. I have to say, since you brought up his name, I tried watching Revolver. I had to turn it off halfway through. I told you, bro. It's so fucking out there, dude. He was on something like he was on a lot of cocaine when he wrote that movie because it's it's all over the place. It makes no fucking sense, bro. <laughs> I thought I was just stupid back in the day watching it, bro. I tried it like twice. I was like, bro, this movie is terrible. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. We're going to talk about it. God damn That's it. That's why I forgot that guy Richie did it. Cause I blocked that shit out of my mind yeah. because like, I'm not refused to believe the guy that made snatch made this shit. Yeah. Cause I was, uh, I've been doing research on like popular directors and looking through their filmography. If there's anything that didn't really stand up and I like revolver. What is this? So I bought it cause it was like 10 bucks. For the DVD or the Blu-ray. They stole $10 from you. <laughs> I mean, it's a Guy Ritchie movie, so I'm like happy to have it, but it is wild. Yeah, I've seen that movie all the time and I'm just like, that movie sucked ass. I'd never get that. <laughs> I don't know who made that piece of shit. But it <laughs> like, is Guy Ritchie. Yeah, it's because my mind is just like, no, it didn't happen. <laughs> he made The Gentleman, bro. You think you would make that? Come on. Right. I love that fucking movie. I need to watch that again. Mm-hmm. It's been a couple of minutes. He's coming out with uh, The Gentleman 2, I saw. Fuck yeah. What am I going to get snatched to, man? Right. I want to know what Tommy and fucking uh, Turkish. Turkish. I want to know what Turkish and Tommy are doing. And I want to know what the Pikey's doing. Dude, you know? I need to know what the Pikey's doing. Ah, fuck it. I'll fight you for it. <laughs> so uh, I think, I mean, we didn't really talk about unbearable weight, but, you know, there's not much to say about it. It's a fun film. If you're into it, go watch it's it. It's really just Nick Cage. just like kind of like. Nick Caging out. Yeah, exactly. And it's like what you want. And like. Mm-hmm. Even fans of his new movies and fans of his old movies, like he gives brings something for everybody to love. Yes, and, if uh, you are the inkling of a Nick Cage fan, it's a highly recommended. Check right. it out for sure, guys. It's definitely because he does watch. a lot of shout outs to his old movies, and this fucking golden. It is. It is. And then like he'll say some bizarre ass backstory on something <laughs> yeah. that she had just had no idea about. I even love the the guy that he was. The cartel boss, quote unquote. Oh, dude, he's fucking I loved great. Him. Um, he's the Mandalorian. My favorite bro. part is when they switch shoes. I don't know why, but like they were looking at each other's shoes because they become like BFFs. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I like your shoes. He's I like, like your shoes. I like your shoes. Should we trade shoes? <laughs> I can't run in these. <laughs> I want to watch it again now. Now that we're talking about it, I'm like, I loved that movie. It was funny as shit, man. Yeah. I it, like I said, it was just a fun time. It is. Um, I, I went in with no expectations and I, 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 it blew me away. I think that's what it is, is I didn't know what to expect. So when I was walking out of the theater, I'm like, did I like that? I don't know if I like that. I mean, well, I had a good time. Cause I mean, in, in the past they've done shit kind of like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Where they'll take an actor and they may not go all the way out there and use his real name, but they'll kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it could either bomb or it can be hilarious. And I guess I was just kind of like, well, I mean, Nick Cage has proven anything. You, you don't know what to expect. Yeah, definitely. But, um, but I guess we'll go on to, uh, I don't know. No, I'll talk about these first. Yeah, show me what you got this week. So halfway through October Sky, I was bored as shit. Like I knew what kind of movie it was. And I'm like, it's a feel good 90s movie. I need something weird. So halfway through it, I turned it off and I'm like, well, I bought these. uh bought these movies from this one director that keeps uh that keeps popping up in my recommended mm-hmm. and uh so i bought his movies and i was like mm, i'm gonna put one of those weird ass movies on gasper noe i don't know he's a french director or a armenian director and uh i didn't know what to expect but apparently he makes some fucked up movies so i bought irreversible mm. his uh 
one of his like famous movies. I didn't watch this one because I didn't have it yet, but I have it now. So I'm going to watch that one. But I did watch Climax and I want to do this one on the podcast. If you're willing to give it a shot. That bad? <laughs> bad. I loved it. Did you? I loved it to death. It was a good time. It's exactly what I wanted. Yeah. It is a fucked up art house movie. Fucked up or like fucked up like so basically there is a group of dancers they start a I guess a school or a project where they're working together to uh, do this dance project they finish up their rehearsal they're like hey we did such a good job we're gonna celebrate so they start drinking and partying you know dancing or whatever and uh, and weird shit just starts to happen over time. I don't want to give too much away, right. but like right, literally right at the halfway point, just the movie goes off the rails. There is a bunch of violent shit. There is a bunch of inappropriate shit. There is a bunch of off the wall shit that happens in this movie. Mm. I personally loved it. I don't know if it's your thing, but I would love to talk about it. Is that it. what you're wanting to do next? No, not oh, okay. next. No, I was just telling yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, fuck it, dude. I've you su- want to give it a I, shot? I survived Stalker. I can survive, you know, pretty much anything. Well, that might be my next pick. I'm, I think I'm going to take a break from the lesser known directors just because there's a couple other movies I wanted to do. So <laughs> in a couple weeks, we might be doing Climax, which I'm kind All of right. excited. But I also picked up this movie. So mm. I was watching October Sky and I was like, oh, there's that guy, Chris Owen. He's in that movie that I loved back in the day. And then I was thinking about that movie. I was like, oh, that's a coming of age story of people saying that he wasn't good enough to do whatever. And he pushed through. He prevails and whatever. Mm. It's called Angus. I think I've seen that. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I am the only person that I've watched this movie ever. I watched this when I was probably about 14, 15. It's about this high school kid that's a... uh, He's uh, into science, like biology and stuff. And he's trying to create this biology science project to get a scholarship and people just make fun of him through the movie like you nerd you fat guy kind of thing and i i don't know i just really related to this movie it's one of my childhood favorites i don't talk about it enough it's one of those that i keep close to my heart you know because it influenced me so much okay but this is going to be your next pick all right but yeah it has a chris owen in it he's his little nerdy best friend sweet yeah, so Angus. You know what? That's. I feel like I've seen this, or I've heard of it at least. Yeah. I don't know. Because I feel like I've seen his face, you know, but mm-hmm. I've seen his face in a lot of shit. Yeah, so. right. I don't know. Yeah, man. Uh, I appreciate you being at least open-minded to October Sky, you know. Um, we'll see what we think about yeah, this. Yeah, it's just, it's just not for me anymore. Like, maybe back in the 90s, if I would have seen it, it would be like a nostalgia movie for me. But seeing it in 2022, it's like, oh, this movie was a dime a dozen. Well, at least it's another one to your Gyllenhaal collection. Oh, definitely. 100%. Like like I said, it's not a bad movie. And I love watching him in it because... At least I feel like I I spent my 50 cent well. You did. When I got you one. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Thank you. No problem, dude. Anytime. But, uh... I always try to toss you in a movie for 50 cent if I can, you know? I'm always thinking (laughs) about you when I'm out there. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I guess next week we're doing Angus, man. Oh, yeah. Until then. Later, (laughs) y'all. Later.